This is the EPLOG audio experience. Hello and welcome to yet another episode of uh, Around the World with Rohan. And today we have a very special guest. So today I'm not going to be the one who will, will be speaking for an hour or so. But uh, I found a friend in my office. Actually, I don't do anything. I'm sitting in the office. I said, let's do a podcast today. So with me today is Xavier Roderick. Xavier and I both work for Travel XP. And though he is in a different department, we are very close friends. So Xavier, how are you? I'm good. Thank you. 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 Thank Okay, today we are going to tell you the off-the-beaten tracks, the the places which uh, only locals probably would know. Not a tourist destination, but all the hidden gems of Goa, and that is the reason I've got Xavier's meet with me today. So, Xavier, first of all, welcome on the show. Thank you so much, Rohan, for having me. Okay, let me tell you, this show is very casual. Okay, sab casual hai. Yahan pe kisi ko kuch pata nahi chalta. Sab casual rehte hai. Okay, so don't all be right. absolutely be absolutely I'll be comfortable. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Okay, so let's start with Goa. The first thing I want to know because I have a close proximity. You know, I had a, I had someone in my life who was from Goa, and then, uh, you know, I had traveled a lot of uh, Goa. But uh, straight away, coming to the point, okay, what is that you are going to say today will be different? And please, when I say Goa, please don't go to Kalangut and Baga and Sorpotel and Suza Lobo. Wo sab ho gaya. It's done and dusted. So what's new you're bringing to the table? I knew that was coming. <laughs> so uh, everybody knows Goa as being, um, you know, a, a kind of a beach destination all around the world. Wherever you go, the, the, you hear the word Goa, they say, "Oh, Goa is known for its beaches and nightlife, and the notoriety it has gained over the years for drugs and music and rave parties, music festivals." But today. I want to break a few of those, you know, the wrong ideas people get into the mind. Yes, of course, it's known for it. Yes, of course, people throng to Goa or come to Goa, you know, getting kind of magnetized towards the 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 shoreline and the kind of things that we have. But I want to show a different side of Goa today, something that is relatively unknown, some things that the tourists uh, don't really kind of, you know. Look out for it, like you know, they, they they just don't know about it. Correct. So let's let's break that. Okay, let's notion. let's bifurcate it. Okay, yes. let's start the journey from North Goa. Let, let's bifurcate it into North Goa and South Goa. Fair enough. Yes, fair enough. Okay, so North Goa. Okay, first of all, before we start North Goa, <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> no Baga, no, no Baga, no, no Anjuna, no Kalungut. Okay, Baldi's part out. Okay. Okay. So when someone goes to North Goa, North Goa basically is a part where, uh, uh, you know, uh, for people who have not been to Goa, let me tell you that you can. There are three major stops. One is Marga, one is Panjim, and one is uh, Mapsa. Mapsa. So one of the most visited places, I think, is Bardes, right? Kalangut, Baga, and Anjuna. Most of the people love to, you know, move to the north because there is more accessibility. There is there is more of. Uh, places to visit mm-hmm. rather than south which is a little bit laid up, laid back and kind of people that susegad you use susegad yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, which one do you prefer where I, are you from i'm from the north You're but i the prefer north. the south me too i mean i am not from the north but i definitely prefer the south it, it's not that i want to be lazy but then south goa kind of treats you to a to a different experience altogether but there are some gems that are hidden in north goa as well we'll absolutely Okay, moving on. 
let's say three places you would strongly recommend and why. In North Goa, we start from North, North and then we'll okay. move on to South. We move on to South. So in North Goa, I would start as we travel, um, you know, especially if we travel by train, you know, we, we encounter a lot of greenery. We encounter a lot of tunnels in the trains. I think so we should, we should all recommend a train journey for everyone who would like to start somewhere in Goa. So the place that I would recommend first in Goa is Chorlagat. Have you heard about it? No, I haven't. Okay. I can't even pronounce that name. <laughs> Once again, what is it? H-O-R-L-A. Chorlagat. Chorlagat. Yes. Okay. Um, this is a relatively unknown place. But I think there are some things that I would mention or, or one of the, the, the accommodation or the hotel that I would suggest you might have heard about it. So I, I will come to that mm-hmm. when we come to the accommodation part of it. So Chorlagat is to the extreme north east of Goa, which is exactly on the Goa-Belgaon Highway. So as, as we travel, uh, you know, when we come to Mumbai as well, when I travel by car, we, we go through that route, wherein we take the Pune Expressway. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's towards the extreme of northeast of Goa. The connectivity from the main city is the closest would be Mapsa, or you can travel via Panjim as well, because it's towards the, the Ponda side of it. It's located in the Sange Taluka. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a hill station. It's it's kind of a hill station, so it's a ghat, okay? And it is known for its biodiversity. It's known for its lush greenery throughout the year. You would find the climate to be very pleasant. It is about 800 meters above sea level. Okay. So a, a very pleasant place to stay. Still unspoiled by tourists. And that is exactly what we are talking about today. Because I mean, I'm, I didn't hear about this place. I yeah. didn't know there was a hill station in Goa. There, there are many people who have not heard about it. And I think there are not many tourists that go to this place. Okay. So, All right. So because it's a hilly area and laid back life, lush green, something different than the rest of the Goa. Connectivity as well as, um, you know, the, 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 uh, by the time you reach out there, you would be a bit tired. So it's for adventurers, I would say. Mm-hmm. I remember a vivid memory of me going back there in way back in 2015. So like not many years back, <laughs> so four years back and uh, we had a bike trip out there. So we were on a biking trip and suddenly all of a sudden, all of our friends, we decided like, okay, fine, let's take a trek along the uh, roads of Chorlagat. So there is a place called Wildernest out there. There are only about a few accommodations which are on the higher grade and which are beautiful. And Wilderness is one of them, which is very, very beautifully located on a plateau kind of thing. Then they have kept in mind that they have, you know, everything unspoiled. Like the walls are made out of mud and there is an infinity pool which still maintains the kind of, not the modern infrastructure, but, you know, it it kind of has that kind of feeling that you're in a village still. In the evenings, you have the shows which encourage local talents. Like dances. In this wilderness? Yes. It's, it's more like a resort, I believe. It's, then. it's more like a resort. Okay. But even in the village, if you go down, even if you don't, even if you are not staying at the wilderness and if you want to do it somewhere else, if you're just doing some Yeah, because let me tell my, you know, all the listeners, okay, this is not a paid preview, okay? Wilderness is not paying us for this, sponsoring them or promoting them, okay? So wilderness is something uh, Xavier's would recommend. Yes. But if you find any other place, go for it. But the place is very important. That's what you're saying. There are a few other places to stay. 
Um, you can also choose to stay at a local place as well because um, as you said, it's not a paid preview. This is something that I would recommend to high-end travelers because it's a little expensive mm-hmm. as well because they give that kind of an experience and they pamper you. Mm. Okay. Apart from that, yes, you can you can have this experience of the local village talent and the cuisine, the local cuisine that they mm-hmm. have in, in, in that part of the area. So that's like, Something kind of an, an, you know, people normally do not experience. I promised you that I would not speak about Baga and Kalangut. But if you would go to these places, then you would you would find, you know, those luxury cuisines, um, high-end restaurants mm-hmm. serving you go and cuisine. Sometimes, you know, you don't get that kind of Most authentic. of the respo- restaurants, uh, Zavias, I think, are exploited. You know, they don't serve you authentic Goan cuisine. Exactly. They... they uh, they claim to be have one, okay? So I, I keep normally saying that if you really want to try Goan cuisine, either you need to have a friend who has a Goan mother or you got to have a Goan mother. And uh, My mom cooks well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's where I was coming to, okay? So before we do the next podcast, we'll have a little session at your home. <laughs> but I tell you a little about what's more delicious over some lunch or dinner maybe. And everything goes well with cashew fenny in Goa. <laughs> I personally don't like it's too I mean I know it's local but oh my goodness it stings <laughs> but um I'll tell you the truth I'm not a a, a very big fan of fenny mm-hmm. but they say fenny is to goa what tequila is to mexico mexico but the only uh, difference is that fenny is not marketed properly whereas tequila was uh, was yeah. marketed and it it is a global phenomenon you know correct but at least you can have that. I mean, I've tried the tequila from Mexico and I've tried the vodka from Russia. And it's it's really, really good. When you try cashew or coconut <laughs> penny, oh my goodness. It you, know, you, you have a wife, right? Your wife won't kiss you that night. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That, that, that's, that's the only downside of it. But it, it stinks you. Hmm. Okay, maybe, you know, over a period of time, it becomes a little addictive. On that note, we are not going to talk about Fenny. Let's move on to the next place. The second destination, what would you recommend? We've spoken about uh, Mapsa. Mm-hmm. But most of the people know Mapsa as just being a commercial place, a city wherein one would associate a city to be, to be more like Mumbai, more like a metro city. Mm-hmm. But Mapsa has its own charm and hidden gems as well. Like? Uh, the most famous thing that is in Mapsa is the Friday market. Uh, oh, okay. Have you heard about the Friday I've, I've been to that market. I've, I've okay. tried the Goan sausages there and all of that, bibinkas and all of that. It's it's a kind of a tradition. And especially even when, I, when I'm when i in Goa, my mom says, okay, it's Friday market today. Go and buy some things. Okay. Maybe, you know, there is a festival as well, which is called a Purumanth festival. In Konkani, you call it Purumanth, okay. which means that you're preparing for the rains. So okay. all all the local farmers is, it, is, it, is this festival during the Christmas Eve? No, that's that's in the month of May, during harvesting. D- during uh, just mm. before the rains. Okay, just, just before a, the rains. Just before Got the it. rains. So people would get chilies, all the local fa- farming stuffs that they have. They would get it, and and, and everyone would display their wares, and mm-hmm. you know, coconuts and pineapples and whatever is in that season. Mm-hmm. Even the the you know amchur. Mm-hmm. You, you have a different thing in, in Goa where they, where they dry that stuff and they keep it. So that's one of the, the, that's one of the most famous things. But apart from that, I'm going to talk about a, a, a festival which is uh, relatively unknown to the tourists. Mm-hmm. Locals, yes, of course, it's a favorite of the locals because 
every year there is a fair that comes in. So it's it's the feast of Our Lady of Miracles. Okay. In in local terms, we call it Milagris Saibin. Milagris Saibin. Yeah, which is Our Lady of Milagris Miracles. Okay. So the legend goes back that Our Lady of Miracles was uh, one of the seven sisters of a family wherein their father was a drunkard and used to trouble the mother. And uh, the children were very pious. Hmm. So it so happened that she was a devotee, a, a Catholic devotee. So uh, the seven sisters were scattered. So out of the seven sisters, six of them are Hindu deities. And one of them is regarded as a, a Christian deity. And one brother, which is revered in Sholim, that is a place called Chopre. On that uh, on that side, he's revered that as Ketoba. Ketoba, something is named is named after that temple. There is a very famous uh, zatra that takes place, a festival, which if it coincides on the same day as Our Lady of Miracles, they say that they are angry because it's on the same day, and there is something you know in Hindi what you say Ashub happens on that day. Like, tell me something. You know, I didn't get the story. You said that seven deities. Deities, yeah. Why do they call it Lady of Miracle? Because after she was given that title, you know, after she was revered, she performed some miracles mm-hmm. and people from both religions, Hindus as well as Catholics, used to come to worship her. And there are a lot of miracles. Earlier, she was known as something, which I'm not very, very much. My dad used to tell me this story and I just recollected a few fragments of it to just to put it in perspective as to what he's exactly known for. The sister is known as Lerai. Which is a where is a place in Bitrolim where it's called the Lerai, and there is a, a famous Zatra which is called the Shirgao Zatra, wherein the Dorns, it's it's one of the caste of people that revere her. You would see them on the road, you know, with these things, carrying those things and then going. And people walk on the coal. Okay. Hot coal. Okay. People just pass. And if they say that if your faith is true, that you don't feel the coals. I I'm what I I, I think that. that's all bullshit. <laughs> I've seen this in documentaries and movies. And have you have you walked on the coal? I plan to someday, <laughs> but it's closer to my place, so it's like about fifteen to twenty minutes by bike. But okay. I've been there a lot of times. Okay, so you would recommend that you once whenever you get a chance, you good, you got to go and visit or experience this festival. I would highly recommend to to see it just for the grandeur and the kind of celebrations that they have. Not for the for the people who are you know have faith and want to Correct. visit us for the, just just for the for the magnanimity of it like you know it's huge it's it's very very popular. Okay, and which month uh, is this festival? Uh, this what month does it take place? Sixteen days after Easter. So sixteen okay. days after Easter is uh, the feast of Our Lady of Miracles, Milagris, and then right after that, a few days after is the Zatra of Shirgao. Okay. All right. We are still in North Goa, right? We are still in North Goa. Okay, number three. The third place that I would highly recommend and relatively unexplored and unknown a bit because most of the people by now have have kind of explored a little part of it is a place which is not connected by roads. So it's the beautiful island of Divar, which was in the olden days known as Deep Vihar, something like that. Until it was taken over by the, the ruthless Portuguese. <laughs> Sorry, I share the, share the last name of the Portuguese. So they've left the legacy behind. So yes, it is unspoiled by tourists. It is unspoiled by, uh, you know, connectivity, I would say. It's, it's, it's a boon and a bane. A boon for the for cons- conservation of the, the natural resources. 
and the flora and the fauna are bane because there are at times the locals find it difficult in case of an emergency to find, you know, to go to the hospital, mm-hmm. a, a bigger hospital or if there is a very, very grave. So there are resorts, places. there are hotels on this island, right? It's in, an inhabited. Inhabited island. place. It's my um, wife's place as well. So that's my. Your wife comes from that island. Yes. She's not born and brought up, but her grandfather was born and brought up. So they have an ancestral house out there. Okay. And it used to be like a retreat for me whenever we used to go down for holidays, fishing, catching crabs. So people stay there, right? People stay there. There are, there are a lot of people out How there. How long is it from the coast? So from Panjim, you'd go towards... People have, have heard a lot about Old Goa, but people don't really go to the sister concern of Old Goa, which is the Divar Island. So on the way to Old Goa, there is a ferry that takes you over across to Divar. So from Panjim to Old Goa, it's like about uh, 15 minutes, 15 to 20 minutes. And then from there on, depending on the ferry timings, which is quite regular now, mm-hmm. it takes about 10 minutes to cross. Now, once you reach out there, you would see a big open marshy, swampy area. There is a history behind that as well, which is uh, during the Portuguese time, like, you know, how the palaces used to have uh, water around it and there used to be a thing that used to open we've seen this in movies and stuff like that (laughs) so there used to be crocodiles out there to prevent people from coming in and looting them of the other so it was kind of a capital to uh, the Portuguese we don't want to get into controversies because of religious purposes but there used to be a very very well known temple which is a Saptakoteshwar temple which was demolished by the Portuguese and there was a church that was built out there that's the history of Divar. Apart from that, uh, a very well-known place which is connected via Divar is Awashi Island. It's it's a small island which is beautiful and it has got a lot of natural resources like fruits. Um, you know, a boat ride from there, from, from Divar to Washi would give you a, a, a nice laid-back uh, evening and a beautiful sunset. If you want to experience that, I would highly recommend if at all, if the connectivity is good. But uh, I think so because of the ferries, which you can have special ones. Now, earlier they, they they weren't. You can ask for a special ferry, pay the amount, and then you can stay late there in, in Devar and do these things. Because otherwise you had to rush back so that you would not miss the last ferry. Correct. Correct. So these three places you would strongly recommend. In, in North Goa, yes. In North Goa. Okay, let's come back to the point. <laughs> You know, you're from Goa and you're married and now you're settled down in Mumbai. Where did you go for your honeymoon? Because for us, the ideal place is Goa. Okay, so what was your honeymoon like? Is Goa. Where did you go? Well, if I would disappoint you (laughs) and say that I was in Goa itself. You were in Goa itself. Makes sense. Okay. But yeah, my honeymoon was in uh, Kerala. Okay. And uh, we visited Mahabaleshwar as well. So... But Mahabaleshwar, I think it's it's pretty overrated. Every even my parents, Mahabaleshwar and Panjgani were like these spots. And of course, if you have a better budget, then okay, it used to be Goa. Okay, all the Maharashtrians, I think Mahabaleshwar. I went to Mahabaleshwar this time, and what they do, I'll tell you. Okay, couples, there's horse riding hota hai. Who does all these things in, in a honeymoon? Yeah. I would so not go to, you know, we, definitely no. I think me. we went uh, post baby was born. Not. That is what they say honeymoon. Baby right? moon. Baby? I mean, kind of taking the baby and going, it's, it's a new concept. Baby moon. 
Baby Moon. Yes. <laughs> oh, I didn't know about that. You take your toddler along with you. Toddler along with you. Ah, so or you we create, were talking about your honeymoon. Or you go to when you were in a toddler. process to make that baby moon. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Great. Okay, that's North Goa. Okay, we are not going to get into the cuisine part, but uh, a couple of places uh, where you can have great meals quickly. Uh, quickly in North Goa. How uh, do you find uh, that place where you get kafrial, chicken kafrial? In Sal- Florentine. Florentines. How, yes. how do you find it? A bit overrated. Overrated? Yes. And I would say over the, over the years, the place has changed a lot. Mm-hmm. Flavor has changed a lot. I would say in our time, when in our times, is like when we used to be kids, when mm-hmm. we used to visit, it was like a Sunday outing would not be completed without, uh, you know, Florentine. Yeah, you know, it used to be a, like more like a culture after and Sunday church. People used to go and rush that place. Yes, and there used to be lines, and there used to be uh, not anymore. That's what you're saying. Not anymore because you have a lot of options, lot, lot of, of options? options to explore. Yes. Okay, Saliga. Anything in Saliga? Because I love that church. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's beautifully lit in the night. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, not nothing in North Goa as such as cuisine is concerned. A relatively new place that has come, which is run by a Delhiite, which is known as Gunpowder, not not known for Goan. Cuisine. I'm not going to promote any outsider coming into Goa and you know starting their restaurant. <laughs> no, I'd I rather I, talk about the locals and the local flavors and the people from people the land. From yeah, the, yes, yeah. but. I couldn't miss this guy because I, I really love the ambience and the place. Gunpowder. Okay. Um, the local cuisine, I would recommend uh, in Mapsa itself, there is a very unknown place which is called Ray's Corner, mm-hmm. especially for their, uh, you know, seafood. Okay. Which is well prepared and really good. Then there is a fat fish in Arpora. Then there's flying fish in Mapsa. Whatever, I've not been to that place. Yeah, so whatever you places. say is going <laughs> Uh, but if you want to have proper Goan authentic food, I would, uh, you know, recommend you to visit uh, some of the places in Aldona. That's my village. Okay. I'm not promoting the village, but the the, the food that is prepared out there in some places is, is really amazing. Really good. So you get that, you know, that home cooked flavor and, you know, that love that you put, you know, everyone says that, you know, you can have recipes and you can prepare things, Correct. even Goans. But it's just that the little amount of love that you put and... You know, <laughs> that know. makes a I know that's yeah. a little extra. You little know, extra. Correct. If you ask me my favorite free restaurant, I think in North Goa, I really liked Suzalu. But I don't know how it is now, but for crabs, I would definitely want to go. It's very commercial. Then I like Ritz Classic. That's in Panjim. Not technically North Goa, but Ritz Classic. Porvarim. Porvarim. Yes. Ritz Classic. Ritz Classic. Panjim, right? But there's one in Panjim. There's one in Porvarim. I think uh, I've tried Maldi the Panjim Goa, one. Yeah. yeah. And... Uh, uh, I really like these people, okay? Uh, it's called Mum's Kitchen. Very uh, close friend of mine. And then there used to be one restaurant, which I completely forgot the name. Very commercial, very popular. Uh, oh gosh, I can't remember. There's so many restaurants. Never mind, you know, many baat kisi aur din There's one more that I would like to add, uh, which until recently on, uh, still is commercialized and which kind of go and spice, which is in Mapsa. Uh-huh. Go and spice. Go and spice. What is that dish you, you, you serve with, with chicken curry and omelette and what do you call that? It's a very local uh, Panjim church ke bahar milta hai, Mapsa market mein milta hai. It's a yes. very local dish. Locally known as uh, Ross Omelette. Ross Omelette. Yes, of course. <laughs> of course. So I remember um, I was with a friend of mine and we were at Teto uh, in uh, Teto is Kalangut, right? Yeah. 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 
and uh, there's a small restaurant where we had that rice omelette and I was a big fan and it's it's a very it's like a poor man's meal and it's pretty filling and you get it in nice bakadas also and in the restaurants also but oh, you never been promoted me of my evenings <laughs> because um on my off days and you know I we used to go and we used to catch up on those things yes yes it's 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 not a poor man's meal it's yeah but it's a, it's a, you know not anymore but it's pretty filling and it's, yeah, it's, it's delicious it's being commercialized now because it's in, it's been introduced in restaurants and correct, correct. coming in okay moving on to south goa three places which one and why i would start with something um, you know that i recently visited in the month of may which is in selaulim sange taluka something interesting about this place it's called uh, kurdi village Something interesting about this place. Have you heard it? No, you, 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 no. You've been smiling about it. No, no. Kurdi. The moment you said Kurdi, I said, oh, I haven't been to this place. No, I haven't heard about it. Okay. So it, it's a village in the, uh, there is a big project out there of, of a dam, which is called a Selaulim Dam. People go to visit the dam. I don't, they give a damn about the place that is <laughs> right there, which is a gem as well. But it's not, you know, some something interesting. It's like Atlantis. It, really? Yes. It's submerged in the water for almost 10 months. And only oh. in the month of April, May, that it comes above the sea level. Do they uh, have the, scuba dives and stuff like that? No, it, it's more of a, if it was more of a village where in the 80s, they started a project for the people of the village. It's a huge dam. It's a water irrigation project mm-hmm. that was started. And with that, advent of that the village was completely submerged underwater and the people from there were rehabilitated elsewhere so oh, every year okay. in the month of april may Got it. uh the villagers come to honor their ancestors the village there is a temple out there there is a chapel out there and there is a muslim shrine out there so they come they relive those memories they don't have places to stay but they will put up camps and they'll stay and it's now more recently there have been you know kind of small programs that have started where they've started taking tourists. So quite unknown still and quite a hidden gem again because you don't see it. What do you call it once again, the name? Kurdi. Kurdi. C-U-R-D-I. So one should go and visit this underwater village. Village, yes. It takes about uh, 45 minutes from Margao. But what's the use if it's underwater? How are you going to see it? Uh, only in the month of May, April. Only, only. Yeah, in this only. Do, I would recommend if you're there in Goa during this time, then it's highly recommended to visit this place. Do you know? Last year, I was in Egypt, and uh, most of the sites, UNESCO sites, because they plan to build the Nile uh, dam, dam, uh, dam on the Nile River, which gives almost fifty percent electricity to the country. And um, then it was said that there were more than 14, 15 sites which would go underwater. So UNESCO and the local government broke down all those sites Sites. and kind of like reconstructed it elsewhere. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And it sounds like they'll have to rehabilitate this people as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Anyways. Okay, so after Kurdi, moving on. I'm still waiting for the nude beach. (laughs) Okay, so I think the last of the few spots that I would uh, say, uh, I mean, we would come to the beaches, not speaking about the, the, you know, done and dusted beaches, is something called as a Kola Beach. I think I've heard about this at least for once, you know, I I remember, I think I've heard about this. I'm not sure. I've been to, what is that famous South Goa Beach? Palolem. Palolem, yes, Yes. Palolem. I've been to, 
Yeah, cooler. I've Agonda. heard about it. Yeah, yeah. Agonda. So yes. these are the few beaches that form. Most of them know Palolem, they know Agonda. These are the big beaches that they know. Mm-hmm. Apart from that, Kola Beach was relatively unconnected. Like the 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 road to travel out there was was very much off the grid kind of a okay. thing. You would say that it was not wherein the vehicles would not tread that path. You would have to go walking all the way. We managed to somehow snake our way through that to that place. It's a kacha road. Mm-hmm. You have to be very careful, uh, you know, especially during, uh, if you're going just after the rains because your tires might get stuck out there and you might have problem in maneuvering through the place. But once you're there, it's like heaven. It's really good. It's really good because people don't come there. And I think one of those places where you, you would find tourists at their best. Even minding they, their own business. Minding their own business. Even if they are nude, you would not mind because you would... Why would I mind then? <laughs> you I would wouldn't mind at people. all. <laughs> you would have quality people traveling out there. Good. Um, yes, unspoiled. There is a freshwater lagoon as well. Wow. Many years back, uh, Arambol was known, very famous for the freshwater lagoon, but now no more. Arambol is just dirty. I would not recommend that place at all. But yes, this place, please don't go and spoil the <laughs> lagoon. No, no, we are because, responsible tourists. Yes, because the Goa government might catch me and they'll say, you are promoting Kola Beach and see what has happened. <laughs> so, okay, yes. number three. Uh, another island, I would say, or a beach place was would just be off Agonda, which is known as the Monkey Island. I'm not really getting that name. I think Koko. It's called the Koko. Coco. Yeah, Coco. I've been to that place because when we visited this place, my sister is uh, from Palolim. She's married off in Palolim. So this is a closer. So mm-hmm. I have kind of done that recce or I would say for my own pleasure visiting these places. It's also uh, very, very close to Butterfly Beach, which is also something you must have heard, but might not recollect. I've heard about it. Yes. yes. So you have to take a, a boat about 20 minutes. The best thing about it is that, again, there are not many tourists out there, not mm-hmm. many locals out there, and not many local tourists, like the Indian tourists. So just by yourself, private, you can just go in the evening, you know, watch the sunset and just take a nice sun bath okay. after, a, after a nice swim. So it's it's very safe to have, uh, you know, take a, take a dip Correct. out there. So these are all your recommendations from the North Goa and South, South Goa. South Goa, yes. All right. Yeah. Uh, I hopefully these places should be, uh, you know, there must be some way you can figure it out. But if not, then make sure you Google it. People have already visited there. People have already uh, wrote blogs about all these places. But uh, another thing I would want to know, because there are a lot of spooky stories in and around this, this small state of the country. Okay, give us three spooky places. I know Saligao is one of them. Saligao is one of them, yes. Yeah. Any, uh, any haunted places or any places which these there's, there's something called as mystical tourism these days where people go and in search of dark tourism okay something which is coming up so I don't know anything spooky because I've always found myself comfortable around ghosts. the ghosts of Goa <laughs> because they've never spooked me <laughs> as such uh, but yes one of the places that I that I visited during my college and um, I, I I would uh, Highly recommend people to visit. There is the Three Kings Church. Where is this place? Which is in Kansalim. 
Where is Kans- where is Kansalim? Kansalim is just after Venna. So once you cross the way to the airport, there is a straight road that goes, mm-hmm. and which is close from there. It's about fifteen twenty minutes from there. So it's it's on a it's on a hill in mm-hmm. Kansalim, and uh, it I don't know the legend about it, but I really know that. Uh, there is no service out there it's it's a catholic church but there is no service once a year they open the church for the three kings festival that takes place in the month of january which is a big festival in a procession otherwise it remains closed why uh, there is something that they say that you know it's it's haunted by some kind of spirit someone must have just experienced for me uh, spirits are just a figment of our imagination until and unless i encounter one and i get totally totally spooked by it not until then i love watching horror but movies. i'm sure you must have heard legends and myths about all these you know you 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 come from goa okay so you know we being outsiders we would want to know more about all these stories if there are any if they're not then it's okay people there is one thing that i experienced once in goa in my village okay in in aldona Lona is a beautiful village guys i would recommend highly to visit are bhai ho gaya na apna hi promote kar raha hai aage badho na so um, i was coming home uh, in the night and um, you know my dad used to always tell me that this place is haunted there's a mango tree and there's someone who calls out to you and you should never turn really yes and i used to travel you know sometimes i used to come on my cycle out there the, the, you know from that side and um, i just heard someone saying Choo-choo. You thought it was a ghost. Ghost won't do choo-choo. And I cycled my way home. But after that, I realized there are these are some kind of noises that people and they say in in you know where they in the times where there never never used to be street lights and you know lightings and all these things that have come LED lights and all. There used to be a little bit of noise here and there, and people used to think it's a ghost. <laughs> so they used to get spooked. So I don't, I don't believe. You haven't seen it. You don't believe no, in it, and you wouldn't recommend any such places. No. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, thank you so much, Xavier, for coming, and uh, it was completely pleasure talking to you. Maybe we can have a couple of more sessions later. Pleasure is all mine, and yes, I, I had a lot of lot to talk about my beloved Goa. <laughs> But guys, if you're listening to us, and if you want to reach out to us, you can uh, directly message us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter for that matter on Epilog Media. And if you want to reach out to me or Zebras, we're also available on Instagram. Please, Aye, stay tuned, guys. Lots of love. This is Ron signing off. Take care. Bye bye.